Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Every year, there's a film that film festival critics rave about, and the rest of us are left scrambling and fiending over their early reviews and preview snippets of interviews or screenshots released. And in 2020, that film for me was Possessor, which is captivatingly haunting in every frame that was released. And now that I've finally watched the film, I'm confident in saying that Cronenberg Jr. has crafted a psychedelic nightmare of the mind, body, and the warped intersectionality of the two. Listen, I don't envy Brandon Cronenberg. Whether he likes it or not, he has astronomically sized shoes to fill. Comparisons between his father, David Cronenberg, and his work are inevitable, an unfair expectation laid upon a sophomore filmmaker. And within the opening moments of Possessor, Brandon Cronenberg shows he can not only carry his father's legendary body horror torch, but also applies the same level of mutilation to the mind. Andrea Riseborough plays renowned assassin Tasia Voss, whose last job got messy. Known for her surgical precision, Voss's last kill was anything but clean, as she opted to stab her target dozens of times, omitting to use the handgun supplied to her. It was needlessly excessive, out of character even, and yet more troubling, it seemed as if she relished the bloodshed. And worst of all, she was unable to kill herself. In a near-distant future, body possessor technology is utilized by a corporation specializing in high-profile assassinations. This technology is used by Tasia to control civilians as puppets to have them carry out assassinations for her. The film begins with Tasia controlling an unknown black woman who carries out her hit for her, only for Tasia, played by Riseborough, to awaken afterwards in a strange medical contraption. Typically, Tasia has her puppet kill itself once she carries out her assassination, so as to lead the authorities to believe her puppet was unstable. Though this time, she was unable to will her host's body to pull the trigger, resulting in the police shooting her. And while the desired outcome of the puppet being killed still occurred, her grasp on control is worrisome to say the least. Possessor places an emphasis on the importance of crafting ironclad narratives as to why a possessed civilian would kill a target, rather than focusing on the actual execution method. While this tech allows Tasia and her employer to remain elusive, it comes at a significant cost. The procedure takes a toll on the mind, ranging from disorientation to permanent brain damage. In Tasia's case, she begins to experience violent fantasies and urges that become more difficult to suppress. Rather than addressing the dwindling control of her mind and body, she undertakes her most difficult hit yet, which will push her to her breaking point. There's a fantastic recalibration scene where Tasia and her handler, Girder, played by Jennifer Jason Lee, sort through a box of items. Some of the items belong to Tasia, some do not. She must identify which belong to her and the context behind the item's significance. A simple but strong indicator that this analog calibration is vital in assessing an asset's soundness to continue their duties and the toll the procedure of possession takes. Cronenberg has fulfilled his vision of a truly unique and one-of-a-kind blending of horror and science fiction. The technology and its variables are fantastical and mind-bending, yet the world of Possessor is a plausible one. Corporations control everything, to the degree they are involved in carrying out assassinations to undermine one another. There are no mad monologue preaching scientists or larger-than-life villains. This muted world is one of deceit, a decaying sense of self, and sickening violence. Tasia's assignment involves her possessing Colin, played by Christopher Abbott, the boyfriend of the daughter of her target, and destabilizing his relationship so people believe he would snap and kill the target. 
Though the possessor process allows Tasha to look like Colin, it's up to her to convincingly live like him. An early scene, reminiscent of the film The Lives of Others, shows Tasha surveilling Colin and his girlfriend's apartment from an adjacent building. She studies his behaviors and mannerisms, repeating singular words and phrases he utters aloud to herself. A host is not selected for their physical abilities, rather they are a shell of limitless espionage potential. Employing that which Tasia has observed will become the means to carry out the objective once she is in control. Andrea Riseborough does a fantastic job of capturing Tasia as an outsider in every sense of the word. We don't need to be told she's losing her grasp on things as we see how the ramifications of her work tear at the fibers of her being. From interactions with co-workers and even her husband and son, skin crawling and uncomfortable would be an understatement. Before she enters her home, Tasia stands in the driveway reciting predetermined responses to her husband's potential questions, not unlike she does the research phase of a hit. And once she's with her family, it's as if she's counting down the seconds before she can be left alone again, only comforted by her work. The other side of Possessor's narrative is told from Colin's body, once Tasia becomes the dominant presence. It's stunning how Christopher Abbott can replicate certain, unshakable mannerisms of Riseboroughs that we, the audience, can't help but pick up on. And while the job begins smoothly enough, Tasia's dwindling control of her identity leads to a war between the host and Possessor's body and mind. As Colin begins to fight back for dominance of his body, both characters are plunged into a nightmarish struggle of retaining their sense of identity. Here's where the film begins to drift from science fiction into an unthinkable and reality-shattering depiction of losing oneself. Possessor features one of the strangest and strongest scenes of the year, that being the act of the Possessor device placing Tasia in control of Colin. We see a dreamlike sequence unfold as a wax body melts away, neon lights flashing and a terrifying synth score blares. The visuals are terrifying, confusing, and bizarrely erotic, resembling an electrifying acid trip of overstimulating sights and sounds. Later, we see a literal depiction of Colin and Tasia's psychological war, a shifting of dominance which manifests in a dreamlike depiction of Colin literally ripping off Tasia's face. Yet he explores her memories from her point of view, wearing her face like a cheap Halloween mask. There's moments so horrifying in this segment, I still can't shake them. A strange blending of eroticism and violence that's shocking as it is evocative of Cronenberg's singular vision for the film. There's no other way to say it, but Possessor's second half is a mindfuck that ensures you will not be able to stop thinking about it long after the credits have rolled. The second half of the film veers more into memorable moments of gruesome, bone-crunching gore and blood-splattering instances of violence. Every instance of violence is deliberately orchestrated to elicit the most visceral reaction, never feeling like an afterthought or merely serving to appeal to horror fans. Much like that of Jeremy Solaner, the director of Green Room and Blue Ruin. Both directors sparingly use violence yet apply a sickening quality of savageness to it, making it memorable. There are only several instances of it, but they hit like a ton of bricks. This application of memorably sickening violence fuels one of the most shocking and disturbing film finales of the year. Honestly, it's fucked for so many different reasons, the violence being only partially responsible for its shockingness. A violent explosion of repressed urges and constant conflict of retaining one's identity is sad, sullen, and surely sickening. It's the perfect send-off for a film that, above all else, is unlike any other sci-fi horror film you have watched this year or within the last decade. Possessor not only lives up to the hype, but is an unmissable 2020 film.
I highly recommend it for people that are interested in sci-fi horror blendings of the genre, and I hope you got a strong stomach for this one, because that ending is going to throw you for a loop. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.